Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael. And welcome back to Zorkcast. My title for this episode is Award Travel Reboot. But before I get to that, I just wanted to mention or bring up all of the exciting things that have been happening over the last few months. I had a little bit of a hiatus with uh, Zorkcast, but I have a number of things planned and a number of things on my pitch list to talk about. Of course, I'd love to hear feedback from everyone on you know the topics that they would like to hear about most. Anyway, like I said, before I get started, lots of lots of really cool things going on. Uh, Zorkfest and Podcasters After Dark in Las Vegas, which a huge fun success. That was great stuff. Perhaps we'll talk about that on a later episode. Atlantic City opened two new casinos on the same day in June, Ocean Resort and Hard Rock. Really interesting stuff going on in Atlantic City. Lots of interesting conversation out there. We've had a number of articles on Travelzork about the openings of those of those casinos. What I consider to be even more exciting is uh, Massachusetts is about to open their first Las Vegas-style casino in Springfield, which is the MGM Springfield. And we're going to have a decent amount of coverage of that on Travels Orc 2. And it's a very it's 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 going to be pretty interesting and it's a it's a nifty property, so lots of lots of neat stuff. In the in the loyalty program world. Marriott and Starwood SPG have just merged their loyalty programs, and there's a ton of buzz out there about that. Lots, well, I wouldn't say lots of confusion or some levels of confusion, a decent amount of angst, but a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting stuff to look at. And that sort of brings me to this whole award travel reboot or the are you overwhelmed? And I have to admit sometimes that our current access to travel loyalty information really has become overwhelming, especially if you follow a number of blogs, Facebook groups, and Twitter accounts. Uh, more, more so, I keep finding myself it being necessary more and more often to reevaluate you know, my own efforts with regard to loyalty, both casino and travel loyalty. And I think I've said this before, you know, the most important thing is to be loyal to your wallet. <laughs> anyway, a couple of those items, you know, that I'm thinking about now with this whole concept of award travel reboot for this episode is that you really need to start to understand the value of attaining status and what you're doing with points. Is there enough value for the status or to achieve certain status levels, or to progress to different status levels, to change your behavior. Now so, more than ever, we have incredible access to booking revenue deals, which basically are deal, you know, any, any travel that you book that you pay for, I call a revenue deal. And in a lot of times, those deals are a better value proposition than using your points. When I say that, that could be because the, the prices are decent enough and the, and using an equivalent amount of points, you would have to use a lot more points 
for the same travel product or just the amount of time it takes to be able to coordinate using your points. I think it's really important to mention again that it's very, very important to avoid changing your behavior too much. But if you do modify your behavior, you have to have pretty logical reasons to do that. You know, for example, you know, people who fly a specific airline because that airline services the destinations they want to go to nonstop, you know, more so from a city that they live in. So it just makes sense to fly on that airline carrier. So, you know, you have to look at cost, you have to look at convenience, you know, for airlines, convenience is, you know, where they fly, where they fly nonstop, the airports you're located near for hotels, it could have to do with the location of the hotel if you're on business, obviously, you want it to be near where you're supposed to be in the morning, and that could be the same for leisure travel. Another important thing is to aim to gain status through matches and membership programs, credit card programs, so that you get the best of both worlds, so that you can attain some level of elite status in a program, albeit not always the top tier, without too much pain of modifying your behavior, you know, by getting a specific credit card that maybe grants a hotel mid-tier status. On that same level, I'd like to interject about casino loyalty because right now, especially with the number of the new casinos opening on the on the East Coast, sometimes it, it really does seem to me that sometimes there is a sweet spot that being a smaller casino player is better, especially when you can gain the the necessary status you need through status matches or through, you know, hotel programs that can match to casino programs. Because a lot of times there's an interesting value equation for casino people, and you are you are playing in a sp- specific casino property for marketing offers, which often include free rooms. And on top of that, you're, you're trying to attain usually a status level, which will get you additional perks, uh, which are status perks like access to VIP lounges. But if you can match yourself into those status levels for a new casino, then you're sort of there already. So you can evaluate, you know, you want to find that sweet spot where you can play at the lowest possible level that still gets you about what you want with the least amount of risk. So it's really interesting, interesting stuff to, to look at. And there are a couple of different ways to look at that. And that's something I definitely want to – I'm going to put that onto a episode pitch and we'll deal with that probably next week. I cannot emphasize enough that your points, your loyalty points, your travel points are part of an arsenal that you are going to use to travel cheaper and travel better, but they be, need to be used when they make sense. So it's just one more tool, and I believe I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I think it's worth mentioning again. But, of course, when when I say that, that's sort of saying you should only use your points when they make sense, and that's, of course, in direct conflict with the fact that there are continuously devaluations in point programs. So you do not want to hold on to your points for too long. Because if you hold on for them for too long or hoard your points, you're going to find out your points are going to most likely become less valuable and not more valuable. So it's, it's a really tricky proposition. It's a really tricky proposition. So what you need to do 
at least as far as and everybody every year should have some kind of a war travel reboot. You need to figure out what is your strategy? What is my strategy going to be for the next year? Or how have things treated me over the last year or sometimes at the midpoint in the year and say, you know, what am I going to do with these points that I am accumulating? And that that is a great idea also, because unless you love it from a hobby perspective and you love continuously reevaluating what you could do with your points, it takes a lot of time. So sometimes coming up with a strategy is the best is the best way to proceed. And an example of something like that would be perhaps finding a, you know, you have a bunch of points that maybe can be transferred from Chase Ultimate Rewards into your favorite hotel program, or you have a bunch of hotel points and you happen to find a hotel property that is very expensive, but the redemption of the points makes sense. In other words, it's not that many points or in comparison to what the revenue rate would be. So you really want to target that property for a future vacation or a future trip and figure out how you can use those points. And you should be thinking about that. You should be thinking about how am I going to use these points? What properties am I going to target? That's the same thing with airlines. We often that's targeting, you know, business class or premium class redemptions. Sometimes it's not. I tend to find that hotels are easier since It's, you know, redeeming two rooms or one room for three or four people, especially for family travel. And most redemptions are done for leisure travel, not for business. It's often easier than multiple airline redemption, flight redemptions. But it's still stuff to to think about. So I guess my question for everybody is, what have you been thinking about lately with regard to casino loyalty, travel loyalty? How do you feel about your current situation vis-a-vis casino and travel loyalty. I would love to hear your feedback. You can, of course, tweet me anytime at TravelZork or join the TravelZork ZorkCast Facebook group. Would be happy to hear or send or send an email. Would just love, love to hear how you're feeling right now about your, the overall travel loyalty situation. How do, how do you feel? How are things going for you? Anyway, thanks again for listening and until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.